Welcome to 50 Ways to Succeed at Work, where you hear stuff about ways to succeed, even the most well-intentioned colleagues, advisors, careers officers and HR departments may never get around to mentioning. This is episode 29, Sharer. Why sharing information pays more than hoarding it. New group supervisor Bogdan meets with his boss to share his initial research findings. He's responsible for two customer-facing teams, and he's shocked at what he finds. I'll be frank with you, Pete. You'd never know that these two teams work for the same company. Really? What's the evidence, Bogdan? There's plenty, Pete. They hoard their information, treat each other as direct competitors, and there's almost no daily interchange between them. According to my research, to be seen in the company of a member of the other team, you risk being accused of disloyalty. It's not a happy state of affairs. You mean inter-team rivalry affects how they perform? That's exactly what I mean, Pete. I'm just clearing with you if that's okay to tackle this now rather than later. Well, go for it, Bogdan. How do you plan to sort it out? I'll bring the two teams together and I'll share my data, then we'll go from there. Thanks for the support. So, it's great that we could all make it today. Um, As a newcomer, I just wanted to share some important data on how you two teams work. This chart shows the recorded losses of business experienced by each team. The second one estimates the amount of information not shared, but already held by the other team. And finally, and most worryingly, here's my rough projection of where you two teams will be in nine months if you continue hoarding information like, well, like demented squirrels. Are there any comments? Okay then. Well, here's what I propose we do. Members of each team will now regularly rotate between the groups. One month, you will work for your current team, and the following month, you will spend the same time with the other team. Anything else, boss? What more can we do? That's a good question, thanks. There is one more thing. Um, Team members from each team will form a small project group to improve data sharing and communications. That means both IT enhancements for joint team working and also relationship building. So you're saying we have to now work as a collaborative group, not hoarding data or hardly talking to each other. Is that right? Yeah, he's right, you know. The price we all pay for this is showing up in poorer customer care and lost sales data. Both teams begin meeting regularly. They explore how to help each other perform better through shared client information and other practices. New working software triggers an explosion of interchange of information about customers. To their surprise, individual members find they have much in common. Six months later, when the combined teams exceed their half-year sales quota by a large margin, there's general rejoicing. They celebrate by giving Bogdan, their new manager, a charming acrylic engraving with a picture of a squirrel and the words to the squirrel master with our thanks. Now let's relate this story to your situation at work. When it comes to sharing information, people tend to have three main concerns. What questions should I ask myself before sharing information? Why should we share information at work? And could I lose my job from sharing information? You might ask yourself before sharing information at work, as whether the information is helpful. Simply making the same information available to your entire team can be a game-changer. At other times, it's a non-starter. Sometimes shared information can demoralise or cause the recipients to lose focus. Make sure you work out which it's likely to be. And if you're unsure, ask.
Check whether you have the authority to share information. For example, how commercially sensitive is the data? Also, could you end up doing something illegal? For example, breaching financial regulations by sharing insider information. In the end, it's your job to exercise sound judgment. Aim to do what is best for the organization. As to why you should share information at work, there are multiple reasons. For example, these days, most work achievements stem from active collaboration. Few worthwhile work achievements come solely as a one-person input, and organizations where people share regularly are more effective than those that don't. Sharing might seem a no-brainer, yet as the story you've just heard, information sharing can fall victim to silos, vested interest, jealousy, and selfishness. So what does sharing give you? Well, it stimulates ideas and encourages fresh thinking. It builds collective knowledge encourages better ways of doing things. It builds community and a learning culture. It creates better customer experiences and helps retain collective knowledge. And it connects remote employees to knowledge and provides a feel-good factor. Finally, people worry about possibly losing their job from sharing information. Yes, your job or career could be at risk if you don't share responsibly. For example, Handling commercial secrets may be spying and even illegal. To protect your reputation and career prospects, check your organization's information sharing expectations. What's allowed and what is not? Where do you go for answers if you're unsure if sharing is the right thing to do? The personal benefits you can gain from responsible sharing of information at work include colleagues respect your help and become more willing to return the favor. You become more visible and boost your profile. You gain satisfaction from helping the organization to retain collective knowledge. Your sharing supports people in finding what they need and your actions encourage better decision-making. So what action am I proposing? First, reject the approach of my knowledge is power and so I must hold on to it. Secondly, sharing is power. Be generous with information since work is all about collaboration. Finally, encourage others to share and learn from each other's mistakes. And my takeaway from all of this, there is more power and gain from giving away knowledge to your colleagues than hoarding it. You've been listening to an episode of Andrew's 50 Ways to Succeed at Work. For more episodes, subscribe free to my regular weekly podcasts. You can catch up on past ones at the 50ways.site, where you can also become a foundation member with access to e-learning units, further reading links, and the forum where you can ask questions, share problems, and join a growing community of people who seriously want to succeed at work. Now there's a new book and an audio version called, you guessed it, 50 Ways to Succeed at Work. Buy it at Amazon or the 50ways.site. Unmissable. Thanks for listening, and bye for now, until next week.